All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the SMB podcast, uh, where we are discussing all things related to the security, maturity, and best practices for your small, medium business, or essentially the SMB for your SMB. I'm your co-host, Mark Gibson, alongside my uh, friend and business partner, Mike Almeida. Mike, how is today? I am very excited about episode two. Do you know why, Mark? I, I do not, Mike. Please share. Because we made it past episode one. <laughs> That's right. If you're listening, thank you for surviving our first effort. <laughs> and, and dealing with our echo. <laughs> yes, we are, we are a work in progress, as uh, I assume many of you listening are as well. And so we're uh, not afraid to be a little bit transparent about that as we go along. And so we're picking some stuff up from episode to episode. So hopefully you're... Uh, you're going to be patient and grow with us as we do this. So, um, all right. So Mark, Mark, let's, let's jump right into this. What's yeah. the topic for today? So today we're going to be talking about our cybersecurity landscape. Um, essentially how much risk is there for, you know, an SMB that is operating on the internet? Um, this is one that has changed significantly over the last few years. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to maybe talk about that a little bit. It is in our area of expertise. Uh, so maybe share a little bit of knowledge uh, for business leaders out there in case, uh, you know, it's been my experience as I talk with uh, business leaders that they are, uh, you know, not quite familiar with the level of scope, the breadth and depth of, of the threats that are out there. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. How, how do you, so, so as we, we jump into this topic, what's one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt that most people should be aware of in terms of that, that initial landscape, what should small businesses be concerned about? Well, I, I think we'll start with, Hey, by the way, you're no longer being ignored. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the narrative for <laughs> quite a while has been this and, issue for enterprise or it's an issue for uh, maybe, you know, like military and so forth. But the, the, the change has been that uh, SMBs are just as much, uh, not necessarily a target, but they are impacted uh, just as much. Uh, you know, there's, there's a number of different reports and metrics that you can kind of look at if you're, you know, really trying to find uh, how to define the scope of this. Uh, but one that really stuck out to me that I saw recently was an analysis uh, or a report by a group called chain analysis, which they are a blockchain analysis company. They, you know, report on trends and right. things like that. Uh, but anyway, they, they talked about the fact that ransomware payouts, they, they topped over $350 million in 2020. And that was, you know, a 300% increase on the previous year. So that's just the ransomware part, uh, you know, and it's the, uh, uh, the viewpoint from one company, uh, as they look at this and it, it, it certainly, validates that this is here to stay. It is changed in terms of um, targets uh, and who's being impacted. So I guess, Mark, you know, one of the things people are probably wondering, uh, is it logically, does it logically make sense that there is a 300% increase because of the environment that we walked through in 2020 and we're still walking through now with COVID? Has that has that really made it? Is that what the main cause of this being this this major increase, or do you think it's something else? Well, I, I think the the first factor is most likely the idea that the small medium businesses are they mimic enterprise concepts, right? And it's usually you know they're about five ten years behind. But whatever works well 
at the enterprise level eventually makes its way to the SMB level. You know, it's more accessible for because of cost or infrastructure or whatever the case may be. And the adoption of the cloud is, you know, no is no different in that concept. And so because small medium business has uh, begun to adopt the cloud or, or not has begun already has for quite some time. That's what they've stepped into that, uh, environment, that arena. And with that comes all of this, you know, risk around your cybersecurity. And so, uh, the COVID stuff has really just accelerated that, um, <clears throat> small businesses were using the cloud on some level, but now they're using it differently and they're using it more. And it's probably going to stay that way. Even as people start going back to their offices, it's going to be more of a physical presence, but employees and customers alike have, have become accustomed to the ease of the cloud function, right? So everybody's going to learn, have to learn how to uh, adopt that in a, and secure it in their own way. So, uh, I think, and, and what you say there about small businesses are, are no longer being ignored, the, the truth is enterprise businesses have always been the primary target of cyber attacks. And I'm going to share a quick story with you. I think I might have told you in the past or whatnot, but back in my military days, this was uh, during the surge of the Iraqi war. I got a phone call from my, one of my bosses, one of my many bosses at two o'clock in the morning. And she basically told me that I had 24 hours to disable every single removable media port on every single computer in my whole entire organization. Now, at that point, I had nine dispersed areas in Iraq that I was responsible for. I had non-secret and I had secret information. And in some cases, there was even some top secret uh, with some of our intelligence guys. But in 24 hours, I watched my capabilities from a technology standpoint regress a decade. So I couldn't use jump drives. And by the way, how did this all happen? They issued us before our deployment three uh, three colored jump drives. One was blue for coalition data, one was red for secret, and one was green for non-secret. And what typically happens is you run out of space on the green, you're like, oh, let me just use the red to go grab those pictures that I want, not knowing that plugging a secret jump drive into a non-secret computer is probably not a good idea. Right. And we started to see all this traffic go from our secret or attempting to go to an IP address based out of Russia. So. Uh, I, I say I, I say all this to ask you, Mark. What's changed? Has anything changed in, in terms of what this looks like today? Well, I, I'd say you know the concepts and the attack vectors that you just described. No, those haven't changed. But the scope in terms of where they're being applied has, right? Um, because again, it, it's you know SMBs are looked at as being an easier, more vulnerable target because they don't have the same level of resources that the, you know, the military or the enterprise would have to, um, you know, uh, provide against, you know, their own defense for those types of things. And while, you know, one thing I'll, I'll mention, Mike, is that, you know, I'm not sure what image pops into anybody's head when we talk about a cyber attacker. I, I know maybe 10 years ago that image was, hey, it's this teen in his mom's basement, you know, just kind of going along on the internet, having fun going, oh, hey, I can disrupt somebody or I can, you know, I can hack just to show that it's done. Uh, similar to, you know, like war games from the 80s, right? <laughs> but right. that's not the, that's not the, the threat today. It's, it's, you know, nation states sponsoring attacks, it's organized crime. It is 
you know, a huge industry where people are develop are devoting resources to being able to find these vulnerabilities. I mean, you know, the that that report that I was talking about with the three hundred fifty million dollars in payout, the eighty percent of that money went to only two hundred deposit addresses. It's very consolidated, you know, in terms of wow. where that money's going and how they're using it, and so. You know, it's to the point of attackers, they are scouring the internet looking for uh, unprotected or misconfigured IP addresses, you know, and you can kind of just consider them the business development of the, you know, of those groups. They're out looking for new places they, <laughs> right. can, they can go do business, right? I mean, I, we recently, you know, took over uh, an environment for a client that, uh, you know, it's a small business. It's, they fall right into this um group that says, hey, we don't think that we have enough going on that we would really be a target. And they're, and they're not a target. They are simply, you know, collateral damage of these wide ranging attacks that target anything on the internet. And they were in a place where, you know, fortunately, there were a couple different uh, uh, layers of defense in place, but they had already come through the firewall and were knocking on the door of their main server uh, with attempts of roughly 30,000 in a day because it was completely automated but it was tied directly to a misconfiguration of the firewall fortunately we were able to get some alerting on that and made the changes and they you know locked them out of the environment but it's not because somebody said hey oh look at that business they look very attractive <laughs> let me go you know attack them it, it was because hey we have an attack that is going to target anything that's wide open and they've you know found them on the internet so those are some of the things that are you know changing there and when we talk about the risk to the, you know, the, the SMB space, it's largely because not only, you know, this is another difference between enterprise and, and small business. Enterprises mm -hmm. had this opportunity to work on preventing those attacks, but they've also been working on the other side of it about how do they survive the attacks. And that is very much ignored in the SMB space is, you know, what do we do in the case of an attack? Business, business, or disaster recovery plan, which is another topic sure. for another day, right? And, and incident response planning, yeah, because those two things kind of go together a little bit different. But, you know, what happens, the, the result of this is that, you know, 60% of small businesses, they fail within six months of uh, a successful cyber attack. They simply don't uh, have the planning in place and the costs for uh, that type of breach have just, they're astronomical at this point relative to and, revenue and, and so and I, and I and i believe that and, and i'll tell you this mark everybody has a different risk profile right i mean we see this even with some of our clients today there are more folks who are more risk aware than others and i think it really comes down to the type of industry or business you're in even for us as an msp recently we've taken a fine-tooth comb and we've said hey how much risk are we willing to take as we look at different customers to consider bringing on board. And it's come to a point where you got to understand uh, us being an MSP, we have a bigger target on our back because we are all within the inner networkings of our clients, of our customers, of, of their day-to-day -day operations. And so because of that, we have to take, we have to provide extra care, show a little bit more scrutiny in how we do operations. And as a result, we also have to make sure that the customers we choose to work with don't introduce a level of risk that we're not comfortable taking. I mean, thoughts on that, Mark? Well, uh, yes, the the supply chain uh, has really become a, a big big consideration for this. It's not it's not just anymore. Hey, I've secured my network. We're good. 
because as the, the, the way that you do business has changed, right? The integration between you and your clients or you and your uh, suppliers necessarily there's some access that happens there. You know, I mean, this is a bit of a dated reference, but uh, you know, I think four or five years ago, Target had this huge cybersecurity breach and it had nothing to do with them. It was because like an HVAC vendor, <laughs> you know, had access mm -hmm. to their network and the <laughs> HVAC vendor had not taken the appropriate precautions. And that was the pathway into the environment for Target. So those are things that need to be considered, <clears throat> you know, as part of your overall security um, you know, framework in terms of how you're looking at things. And, and you're right for us, you know, the, the change in the managed services industry has allowed for us to become sort of this consolidation point uh, for security for networks and so forth. So there's a little bit more risk for us these days than there were than there was, you know, five years ago. But a large part of that is dictated by who we are working with. So as we go through and, and choose our partners, we're, we're looking at, hey, it's not just about uh, you vetting us, it's us vetting you and, and making sure there's some good alignment there because while we can provide that expertise, we can't always provide um, the adoption, I guess we'll say, you know, within the, the client networks. And so we have to be aware of those things as we go along. So Mark, as a, as a you operate as a strategic advisor for a lot of our clients, what type of attack vectors should our listeners be aware of as they go around in their small <laughs> businesses? What are some things that you see? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's quite a list, right. Uh, and this is not all inclusive, but, uh, you know, phishing emails, viruses, Trojans, ransomware, social engineering, software vulnerabilities, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's very scary when you start to really sit down and think through all of the different ways your network can be penetrated by somebody who's unauthorized. And so, you know, inversely, that means these are all of the areas you have to protect. And so the, the number has increased significantly. You know, I think the, um, uh, the stats that I've seen recently are there's about a 600% increase in cyber attacks in 2020. Uh, the good news about that, though, is, uh, well, I, I guess we can call it good news, right? Is that it, those, those attacks for SMBs are really... <laughs> um, they're really uh, concentrated into two areas. Uh, one is business email compromise, which is, you know, hey, I'm spooking that I am, you know, your CEO and I've requested you send me $50,000 or whatever, you know. Um, and then uh, the other is ransomware. And, you know, those are the two main attacks. It roughly, you know, I think over 90% of it is it falls into those two categories. And in terms of protecting your environment, Email is sort of the common thread for both of those, uh, as well as uh, some user awareness and training. And so that's that's the biggest bang for the buck. And you know, that's kind of another show. How do we protect against all these things? But um, it, it is a little bit more simplified than saying, hey, all of the uh, attack vectors have to be protected equally in terms of your resources and what pretend, or excuse me, what uh, represents the biggest threat to your environment. And so. Um, you know, we social engineering is is the biggest part of this. I, almost every time, it's it's how do we? Everybody's worried about and and what always gets the um, the attention, right? The two the two biggest uh, most reported on breaches in the last six months. One this this well three months, four months really. Uh, the uh, the uh, sorry, Solar Winds Orion breach that impacted a number mm -hmm. of, uh, of networks, including. 
Department of Defense and so forth. That was really more about the technology, although at the core of it, it was a social engineering as well. It was tracked back to faulty password management. Uh, and then the other one is Microsoft Exchange. Um, that's still sort of being resolved right now, but that was being exploited pretty heavily. Uh, that is more about the technology. That was a, a code, or I mean, excuse me, a gap in the code execution. And But those are so much the minority of what happens in terms of the technology. It's almost always about the the human element, you know, whether it's because somebody's misconfigured or not maintained a device, or it's because they clicked on something they shouldn't. Human errors or human social engineering. I just I want to touch on this briefly because I had an experience with this last week, or really my wife did. My wife is a small business owner. She's got a sports therapy practice, and it's funny because uh, I was traveling away on business, and she called me up to say, "Hey, I got a phone call from from somebody that I don't know who it was, but they were saying that I had this outstanding debt, and it's not on my credit report, but they were very adamant." They were very serious about it. And then I said, hey, we're going to send you an invoice with an email. Now, one of the benefits of being married to someone who's heavily involved in security, she knows not to open some of those things that she should. And uh, when, she, when she got the email, it was from at gmail.com email address. So I just want to say this level of sophistication that is happening, knowing some personal identifiable information about you and then trying to do sophisticated attack, you're going to see this as a small business owner. It's not a matter of when it's a matter, not if, but a matter of when it's going to happen. Right. Right. So, so I guess Mark, uh, yeah, I would say, what, what would you say uh, as we wrap up today, what's one final closing thought you have for our listeners? So I think the takeaway has to be a, um, that you do not operate in a vacuum. Uh, there's a, a, a very, macro element you know to the internet I, I think everybody's aware of that from a connectivity perspective but that it, this um this environment that, that we operate in now it is is very interconnected it's not just about you it's about who you work with who you partner with uh as well as you've just got a shift to an assumed breach mentality it's not a question of if you get attacked it's when and, you know, there's two pieces to it. One, what's the work you're doing to prevent the attack, which largely has been focused on uh, for a number of years. But then it's what are you going to do to survive that attack when it happens? And that's where a lot of work comes into play uh, for decision making for the businesses. And uh, again, that's where we see some of those weaknesses happen. So really ask questions uh, of whoever is providing, you know, security for your network. How do you handle these particular threats and how do you survive them when you, um, when they're going to happen? That, that, I think that's the biggest takeaway for small business right now. Awesome. Awesome points. Uh, one thing I just want to want to say here as I think about this, uh, and Mark is big on this, when you look at small businesses, there's people, there's process and technology. One of the main variables in business is people, right? And we like to right. say, well, it's starting to, it's starting to come to a point where People are constantly creating problems and, and digging their own graves, but you've got to recognize that that human error causes so much disruption. And a lot of the cybersecurity breaches that we see today, and Mark, you alluded to this earlier, has to deal with some level of error or some misconfiguration that is human hands touch it. So you got to be, be very vigilant. You've got to embrace the fact that these things are not going away. And a matter of fact, they're probably going to increase 
over time. And you have to figure out a way to make sure that your business is viable. You have a plan in place. You understand the landscape, not to a, not to a very granular point, but you have a very good understanding that cybersecurity is an important part to run your business and it should be treated as any other important part of your business. So that next week, I hope you guys will join us. We're going to be diving a little bit more into cybersecurity and, and some compliance frameworks. And we're going to talk about how they're different and also the role that they play in protecting your business against all the risks that we covered today. So we really appreciate you joining us for the SMB podcast, again, co-hosted by Mike Almeida and my business partner, Mark Gibson. And guys, we thoroughly appreciate you plugging in, listening to us. If you found one nugget or one topic helpful and you know other small business owners, please go out and share the message. Our job here is to educate and bring knowledge to the marketplace where it might not be readily available. So we hope we've helped you and we look forward to you joining us again. You could also rate and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. We appreciate your time today. Take care. We'll see you next time.